Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. There's only one. There could be only one. <laughs> I think there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> there could be only one. You're like the Highlander. There's there's only one. I never saw that. You've never seen a Highlander? You've, you've referenced it like oh 15 times in the last, since we've been doing this. And I know the concept, but I never saw it. So I just sit here and be quiet about it. Oh, like, I'm pretending like I don't know. Maybe it's a guy movie. I don't know. It is, but I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I qualify. From all accounts, again, I haven't seen it, but no, uh, it's it's a great movie. Is it similar to the Sith concept, where there's always like a apprentice and a master, no, and the apprentice no. always ends so the up idea the is that they're they're I don't even know why they don't really ever explain why there's these magical beings that they can't die. Okay, and so they're so at the end of it, I haven't seen it in a long time. They have this thing at the end at the end of whatever. When they all gain one, there can be only one okay. at the end of this, at the quickening, I think it was called. And they all meet. So over the years, they all kill each other, but you have to you have to chop the other guy's head off. It's the only way you kill It's the only him. way you can kill them. Okay. So they all bat- battle with these uh, swords and stuff like that. And, and there has to be one standing when it's all yeah. said and done. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's Interesting me. part of that. Well, that's it, me. The, <laughs> Amongst of all the Matt Williams. The guy there, who's the bad guy in the movie, the, I think he's the Gorgon. Mm-hmm. The guy who's the bad guy is actually the voice of Mr. Krabs. Oh, really? SpongeBob. Okay. Nice. So. That's good stuff. Yeah. I bet he's more popular for crabs. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you don't know his face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyways, I wouldn't think we'd be talking that. No, I didn't either. I'm sure I screwed the movie up. I don't even want to go down the SpongeBob route because my kids kind of miss SpongeBob, too. So, I don't know SpongeBob super well either. SpongeBob. And it it was always good. I I liked it. I mean. It it wasn't on much in my house with my kids. If SpongeBob would have been on when I was in college, I probably would have never left. Well, I didn't leave my dorm room anyway. We did a lot of Ren and Stimpy (laughs) along those lines. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Sort of similar genre. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's throw another one on and do some other stuff <laughs> <laughs> and not leave the room. So, Matt, I was just uh, telling you before the, uh, the yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. here. I'm watching Ravens-Browns. I've done I, so much I homework watched it last night. I uh, watched a little bit more. I watched it again today. Yeah, okay. So I've seen it now twice. And the thing that jumped out to me was that every time Deshaun Watson threw the ball outside the numbers yeah. in that game, the ball sailed wildly out of bounds. I don't know if it was super windy during that game. That or what. I don't know. I think there was a little weather, but not brutal. Um, so I think you've watched the game more than I did. Like I said, I've done tons of all my Browns homework have been stats for the yeah. last twenty four hours. I've been hitting it hard. He completed all his balls on the in the second half, but they weren't real. It was a lot of difficult. short stuff. They were yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. two throws down the field uh, that I can remember, but a lot of it was a little dump off than Joku. Um, He's real good after the catch. Yeah, or or getting uh, more. Yeah, Elijah Moore. The three of them are the ones that got all the targets. And it was all short stuff and let them try to run after the catch. Mm -hmm. And it worked reasonably well. You know, I mean, they they moved the football. They controlled the clock. Um, But what I've noticed with Watson, especially in a Browns uniform, 
He doesn't control the football well. No, he doesn't. There's a difference between completing a high percentage of passes. They catch it. But, like, Ben had great control of the football. I'm going to take a little off. I'm going to drill it in here. I'm going to throw there with a great trajectory. You know, like, the great passers control the ball really well. A lot of it's with a combination with Ben in particular, like, of brawn, power, but also fine touch, you know, yeah. and anyone that been around Ben at all, he's great at all sports. He has great hands, not just foot quickness, power. Yeah, I don't see that with Watson. But he's great at cornhole, right? Like right. Just anything, right? Much Darts, to toss or, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, no matter what. I bet he's phenomenal golf, anything, you know, not even like super run around, be big and strong stuff. But I don't see that with Watson controlling the football well. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know. Your outside cornerbacks obviously are going to be tested, but a lot of it's a lot of even the, the passes that he did complete down the field were breakers into the middle of the field, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Uh, and it was a lot of zone coverage, I, th- I thought, from the uh, yeah. from the Ravens in that one. I think I think so as well. So leads me to the question though: Can the Steelers are they in a position to play as much man as they used to? I mean, I guess if would make you, a return. Well, the question I was going to ask you. Would you follow with Joey Porter this week? Would you put him on Amari Cooper? You know how I do those matchups. Cooper versus Porter is one of my matchups, yeah. of course. And and I start it with will the Steelers have him shadow or at least, you know, follow him in high leverage situations. You know, like he he followed Hopkins a lot, but always in like red zone and third yeah. down. You know, like maybe on first. He did and 10, some he of that with Watson yeah, early yeah. in the game on Sunday. I, I they didn't left right it against yeah. Watson, but I, I don't know if they thought as the game went on, maybe Watson's not much a threat as we thought. Yeah, you know, or let's just keep it simple. They just, yeah, they just, yeah. they just. Maybe it was because of all the injuries that they had, and they I couldn't, bet. they couldn't. Less you know, hey, we've got, right. we've got uh, guys out there who we really didn't, you know, I, I expect to have out there, it. so we can't travel because, as you've always mentioned, I said we've talked about this a ton. Yeah, when you have a cornerback travel, everybody not only does his job, his job stays the same actually. Right, you, you guard that easy. guy. Right, right, you guard right. that guy. Hey, Dion, Everybody else's right, job you know? changes though when that guy goes in motion mm-hmm. to the other side of the field. Right, right. They all have to adjust accordingly. So I bet that's it. I didn't give that much thought, but I bet that's why they changed. Was communication's a big enough problem as it is. We're gonna left right it. We're gonna play as simple as we can. So, assuming Minko returns, Cooper and Porter would be a good matchup for him. You know, like I don't know if I want Porter against Tyreek, you know, one on one. You know, but I mean a physical. You know, good player, real good player. I'd like to see what Porter could do against them. And, you know, KZ, Neal, those, I mean, Peterson. Peterson looks like a starter now. You know, Wallace is, in terms of snap counts, Peterson and Porter played every snap. Wallace was like at 30 ish, something yeah. like that. So, and, and it all depends what formations you get and all that stuff, of course, but in personnel groupings. But I'd be curious about that because I, I, I wrote that same thing this morning, thinking I wonder what they'll do with that and why they got away from it. But that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that's one thing that the, the coaching staff will certainly consider this mm-hmm. week. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, a lot would be dependent upon getting Minka Fitzpatrick back. Uh, Mike Tomlin not really committing to that this week. He did say that they expect Pat Fryermuth back this week. Good, which good. is Which is big. Uh, but a little non-committal on Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, he also talked about uh, you know what they were doing inside linebacker. Says they're not going to look outside the building. Really? Uh, so I would, I would assume that uh, it'll be Michael. I Michael say Walker. Michael Walker must be somebody that's of interest. Then. He said, yeah. He talked about him. He said, look, we've we've had him on the practice squad, kind of looking to this day. Like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't need. He's not a guy that that you have there hoping that he turns into something. He's the fallback plan. He's the fallback yeah, plan. Yeah, they yeah. feel like he is I can something. see that. Yeah. 
the other thing I did since we got together is I wrote an article about the inside linebacker situation and I, I did a lot more Walker homework and I remembered him coming out and I remembered him a little with Atlanta, but he played like between seven and 800 snaps last year for yeah. the Falcons and had a hundred tackles. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's been around the block. He's not going to embarrass himself out there. He runs pretty well on a straight line. He's tall. He's in, you're going to stand out right away. He's like six, three with long arms, kind of like that Leonard, um, Actually, the guys like the Packers have, you know, Campbell and yeah. Walker. He kind of looks that part. But where I'm concerned about him, I think what holds him back is his change of direction. He's a clunky athlete, you know. Like I bet he tested. He did test pretty well at his combine. But when he's changing directions in space, in pads and stuff like that, he can be a little clunky with it. But his length helps him, you know. But yeah. the more I watched him, the more I thought, eh. You know, I mean, you could, there could be worse things to pull off the practice <laughs> squad. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, I can see why they would say, well, we're just going to roll with him. We've been coaching him up, you know, as a defense and go from there. Yeah, and, that, and I think Neil's going to be a full-time linebacker. I think too. I yeah. think Neil will play a lot of that when Manka Fitzpatrick mm-hmm, is back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to do that this week uh, and, and turn to, you know, Elijah Riley at free safety and move KZ over to the, to the strong in those yeah, situations, which is what they the ended case. up doing in-game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm a was kind of assuming Minka returns, him and KZ become interchangeable. Riley's your third guy. You know, I don't want Riley in deep middle, but I kind of I don't mind him in the slot or other safety things. And he makes plays. I mean, he's not horrible either. I'm sure they'll attack him and they'll attack Walker like any new people on defense. But it's not as dire as I thought the more I think about it. But I don't want Roberts playing 85% of the snaps either, and he's probably going to have to. He's probably going to have to. He's probably going to have to. I wonder, you know, they're a heavy, they're not a heavy nickel defense. They're a heavy base and a heavy dime. I would imagine in dime, Roberts isn't on the field. You know, that it's Neal as a single linebacker with a four-man front and then six additional defensive backs, which makes you really light, but so be it, you know. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that I noticed uh, about the Browns-Ravens game, Mm -hmm. the Browns were the more physical team. Yes, that's one thing that blows me away with this team, to be honest with you, is they wear you out. The, the, their time of, of possession is incredibly impressive, but their number of plays compared to their opponent is unreal. I, I'll find it because I tweeted it last, last night. I mean, because we know the Steelers are kind of deficient in that way. I think the Steelers' offense has played... I'll, I'll look forward to a second here. The, the Steelers' offense has played basically seventy less snaps than yeah. seventy. I forget what it is now after this past game than the defense, which is more than a whole game. The the Browns are so good at it; it's like a hundred and twenty plays difference. I mean, their defense has played like two less games. Well, they played offense. some really really bad quarterbacks. They too, have. That, that they really absolutely helps have. that number. Yeah, it absolutely has. But I think that's part of it is. They ran 25 more plays than the Ravens in that game. Yeah. And they're not always great ones, but by the people are like, oh, the Ravens choke in the fourth quarter. They were getting beat up. You yeah. know, they, they were got, out there They got out physical yeah, in that right. game, which you don't did. often say in a Ravens game mm-hmm. that, they, that, that they were not the more physical team. So You're definitely right about that, though. And it became more and more apparent as the game went on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, be ready for that. Yeah. I, I That's found what it, they do. Yeah. They're that, not that, very efficient on offense yeah. either. No, they're not an efficient offense whatsoever. No, they're in fact, not. In fact, if you look at a lot of statistics, they're lower than the Steelers. Often, often. Uh, offensively, in yeah. terms of efficiency and Yards things of that Yards per drive yeah. and things like that. They're right at the bottom of the league. Um, I did notice as well, though, they didn't double anybody on the Ravens' pass rush. 
They just let them mm, come. They did. That's not going to happen against the Steelers. And they have two backup tackles. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't think they feared. They don't. Yeah. There was nobody that they looked at on mm-hmm. on, on Baltimore's defense. And said, we got to we got to we got to look at we got to protect against that guy right. blowing our game up. So we have talked Ravens pass rush a lot. They lead the league in sacks, so they did before go last year. But it's all over the place. Yeah. It's popcorn. It is. But there isn't a star. It's a lot of scheming and you know per- perceived pressures and things like that. So maybe they just said. We're just going to play very basic protections. Don't go. Don't take the cheese. Lock the dude in front of you, and it worked pretty well. Yeah, you know. Um, I think the Ravens did get to to Lamar or yeah, Deshaun uh, four times. There was mm-hmm. a fumble late in the game where Owa Owe got him mm-hmm. and knocked the ball loose. His ball security is still an issue. It's a real issue. It's one thing I cited too. Is I just went down his whole career fumbles in your honor and interceptions that. and i also did just everybody's did talking about that now this i know week. this week I, oh kenny pickett he's protecting the football i'm like yeah that's... and they're including fumbles i wonder why <laughs> yeah how about that <laughs> maybe you know josh allen's putting the ball on the ground like crazy last mm-hmm. night and you know throwing the ball to the other yeah, team right. it, it matters it matters it matters and then the poor offensive coordinator gets fired yeah you know, they're like the best <laughs> offense in the league but anyway <laughs> that i did like a direct comparison of Kenny Pickett's win losses when he throws interceptions versus Watson's ball security history, and it's like night and day. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that even goes back to his heyday with the Texans. Yeah, so that'll be interesting if if they, I, I can't imagine they approach the Steelers the same way. The problem no. that they have, as you mentioned, now maybe Daywan Jones comes back for this game, maybe, but are you going to leave the rookie on an island by himself? It's not. I mean, you got to help him anyway because you don't have your left tackle, mm-hmm. and Highsmith will eat that guy alive. And I think Watson, basically, of all the starting quarterbacks, holds the ball longer than anybody. Yeah. I think he's number one, I mean, or last, whatever you want to judge it, the longest. And yeah, he's elusive and he's a good scrambler and all that too. But he's not Kyler Murray back there, you know. No, he's yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, you can get to him. Although the Ravens did let him, they overrushed the pocket a few times and let him run, yeah. do some running there that uh, hurt them a little bit in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Steelers the, are pretty good at that. Though. The Steelers are pretty good at, at yeah. everybody staying in their lanes and. I also think that's a semi-reason. I was I was hard on the Steelers' pass rush against Green Bay, but I think that was also part of the intentions. Keep him in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him throw the football. Mm-hmm. Um, in this situation, would you go? Would you would you change up the the nickel defense or the dime defense and put Keanu Benton out there instead of? I would put Benton out there as much as humanly possible. Yeah. I mean, he had the most D line snaps, and I, I don't I didn't look at that as a reflection of. Cam's not the man anymore or anything like that. I think they're still, still easing into him. playing and, his way back into shape. Yeah, here. and I didn't think he was a dominant player in the Packer game. But the, the three of them were all pretty darn close, which to me just kind of tells you all you need to know about yeah. what they think about Benton. Yeah, I would play him as much as he can handle. And it was interesting today, Mike Tallman was asked about the, those rookies. You know, He says, look, we were being very – we did this with the plan. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. he said the, the, those rookies all play a lot in the preseason because, and those are the three biggest games in their lives. I think Jones was the leader in preseason steps. Yeah. He said, you know, we wanted to scale them back a little bit and ease mm-hmm. them into this, so that you know, when we get to these weighty games later in the season, they're not worn out. I think they learned their lesson a yeah. little bit. Like T.J. Watt talked about that his rookie year or after his rookie year. That you know, looking back on it. Because uh, he played a ton of snaps in the preseason, he's out there oh, on special yeah, right, teams and right. doing everything. Then he played a ton of snaps during the regular season. He played over a thousand snaps that year. That'd be culture shock. I mean, yeah, just... he said I got warmed down as the season went on. Mm-hmm. No, so, 
myself included, I was critical of, hey, get those rookies out there sooner. They look like the best players to me, and they pass the eye test, you know, start the future now. But I think it shows their goals as an organization aren't to let's develop the left tackle, the corner, the right tackle. We want to win the Super Bowl. Right. We're trying <laughs> you know, to win these the- games, and we think that these guys, if we if we keep them out – Maybe I mean Benton's had to play had to play a lot early. Yeah, but he because Hayward play. was hurt, but he yeah. wasn't playing a ridiculous amount no, of snaps. No, no, you can mix in Watts and yeah. those guys, you know. But now you're getting to that point where okay, weighty games. Broderick Jones is a starter. Mm-hmm. Joey Porter's a starter. At this point, I don't see Benton coming out of the lineup. He's going to be a heavily used yeah. player. Even when Montrevious Adam comes back, maybe his snaps go down a mm-hmm. little bit. And maybe Washington's he's not the quote-unquote the starter, but he's going to play a lot. He's going to play a lot. And Darnell Washington's playing yeah. more and more, too. I mean, Fryermuth coming back might actually be good for him to let him take five snaps off or so. <laughs> I mean, he plays a physical brand, too, of course. Um, even Herbig... He's hardly playing on defense, but he is the most special team snapper. Yeah, he's team playing too. every I mean, special he's team. He's getting snap. his uniform dirty for sure. So no, the plan, if you can pull it off, is a great one. In that, hey, let's try to turn them into a twelve game season, not a seventeen game season. Yeah. You know, for the rookies in December, you might be thrilled about it. Yeah, absolutely. And well, it seems to be working out. They get to this mm-hmm. point at six and three, and uh, those guys are all. The arrow is definitely pointed up. Yeah, you know, yeah, typically with that rookie wall comes. Sometime in November. Yeah, I would say late November or yeah. December. Once the yeah. once the college season is over and those guys start going, all the college. There's nobody's playing college football right now. Mm-hmm. There's that lull in between the the bowl games and yeah, and when the and the conference championships that you start going, wow, I'm used to being done by now. Yeah, I, yeah. I should be. Uh, my body should be resting right now instead of playing more football. 100. percent So, so real quick on Benton. I mean, he had a lot of really impressive reps in this past game too, but. Not according to Pro Football Focus. Is it him or Jones? Someone said they had both, or both of them. Someone had a really bad yeah. grade. I think yeah. Jones had a bad grade too. I don't know if Benton did or not, but he might have. I, I don't know. Um, I like Ogan Joby, but I think there's a couple players, and I've said this a few times, that less is more. Yeah, yeah. I think Connor Hayward with Fryermuth out got a little extended too in terms of being out there more, where he should be. Uh, 33% guy and comes in fresher and, you know, and I think Ogan Joby's that way too. I mean, if you notice, Tim Benz kind of has a running joke. Like, he's the best for- first quarter tackle in the league, you know, and then he's, you know, he wears down a little bit or isn't quite as effective. But if you could keep him fresher in the fourth, it might have a, quite the ripple effect. Yeah. So, I mentioned Watts too. He keeps playing well too. Yeah. I mean, he's all right. Yeah. So they got some depth there that's going to be tested this week against the Browns. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just don't know that Cleveland is going to approach Pittsburgh the same way that they did Baltimore. Probably not from a pass rush perspective. I mean, in particular, I, yeah. I was kind of surprised the Ravens also didn't blitz more. Now, they've mm. not been a high blitz team this year, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of four-man rushes against Watson that, you know. Yeah. Had, I also wonder if they got a if Harbaugh got a little complacent, saying we kind of got this thing in the bag. Let's just get it over with. Yeah. And then it, it was really kind of fluky too, because that ball, oh, the is. ball off the helmet mm-hmm. they got intercepted and returned for a touchdown. That game's pretty much over at that point if that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, they needed something. They needed five things to happen, and they all did. Yeah. You know, and, and even like the, the, the strip sack that happens on their I think it was on their game winning drive mm-hmm. early in the game winning drive. They get it's like second play of the drive. They get the strip sack. On on uh, Deshaun Watson, ball goes bounding back there, and one of their offensive linemen just happens to be there and falls on it. Otherwise, again, game's over. Game's over. Yeah, and there were a lot of plays that could have won either way. I mean, you block a kick. I mean, that's yeah. kind of fluky as well. Speaking of which, you, you texted me right after it happened. How about James Cook running down the field last night? 
flat out ball comes flying out, just bounces up he's to on, him. Like he's, he's on a dead run. Yeah, like he yeah. is. He has got the motor. It's opened up. He's in open field, and, yep. the, and he just came out, and it bounces right back up. Like to he's him. Magic Johnson going down the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was like, wow. That is as fluky yeah, as fluky nuts. gets. He didn't even slow down. <laughs> <laughs> if that ball lands a half inch this way or half inch that way, yeah, it, no, that doesn't happen. Who knows what happens? Right? Yeah, it just bounces right up to him at, in stride, like he's you know dribbling down the court. I also want to remind people that you know we've said it, I've been saying for a few weeks now that the Bills are in trouble. Oh, Bills are they're in they're done. Yeah, they fired their offense coordinator. They're today, done, and they're the third best EPA and DVOA offense in the league. They averaged seven point one yards <laughs> per play last night. He didn't put twelve guys out there to block a field. He goal. did not. <laughs> he didn't throw the picks. It, I don't well, know. You know, drop the ball on a on a handoff, or you know, right. Right, right. Like, there was I mean, just... you're not going to fire Allen. I get that, or or the head coach. But man, I don't think the offense coordinator need to be the one to go. Well, we just don't Whatever. know what's going on behind the scenes. I, I've already gotten this. Well, yeah, look, look, they're you know they're firing their offensive coordinator. It's the middle of the season. Yeah, because they're five and five, and they're not expected to be five and five. They might be the most disappointing team in the league. Yeah, I mean, considering expectations, they were a lot of Super Bowl picks. I don't think they're going to the playoffs. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. And and uh, you know, again the that schedule's if the, if awful. The, if the Cincinnati Bengals don't win yeah. on Thursday night. Both those teams they're are in deep trouble. Way worse shape than the Steelers. Yeah. So enjoy it while you got it, folks. Mm-hmm. Um a friend of the show, uh of course, uh, Adam Crowley tweeting out the difference between what's going on in Cleveland right now, where they're super excited about being six and three. They're ready mm-hmm. to hold parades <laughs> and Pittsburgh where they're six and three and everybody's saying this team's not very good. <laughs> Perception's important, huh? A little bit of different history. Trust me, I've been there. Yeah, a little bit different. Anyways, we're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Matt, I just saw a little blurb here that uh, Nick Chubb, Finally had surgery. Yeah, so that's it. on his uh, ACL that he injured in the, the game against the Steelers. That's been two months. That was week two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was week two. Yeah, I, my first thought was, I wonder if I'll ever play again. You know, like, yeah, uh, I mean that's that's, that's, that's a, long, a long. I time. mean, there were other things wrong in there, right? And I know. I, you know, typically they have to wait for the swelling to go down before you can. That's usually like a week or two, right? Or three, not or, you know, not two months. Yeah, not two months. Uh, I didn't take that as good news. I figured he was when I when I saw Nick Chubb pop up on a blur i'm like oh i guess there's gonna be good news maybe he's ahead of schedule or something it's like eh. yeah that's that not good sound news like whatsoever. it at all right that happening of course against the uh, steelers uh i can't believe he'll play next year i wouldn't th- i mean i mean I'm, I'm talking career stuff now you're now play. you're basically less than you know basically a 10-month recovery period before yeah. the start of next season that's going to be awfully that's difficult real to, tough yeah how you feel for him yeah i mean great player um but the uh, browns have made it work with jerome ford mm-hmm and uh, he's been very effective. He's the lead guy. You know, like, we talk a lot of fantasy. Hunt still has the goal line stuff, it, it appears. 
But Ford's pretty much two to one in them, more or less. And, yeah. and I think he's a better player, to be honest with you. Yeah. He, he had a nice game this one. This is a team, though, that being the Browns, mm-hmm. getting back to my favorite stat, they'll put the ball on the ground. Yeah, they sure do. They've done it 15 times this year. Yep. They're, now, that's not, not quite at the level. Who was it to see it? Uh, the Titans a, a few weeks ago, I think, had they might have been the 15 worst, in their right? first uh, eight games or something mm-hmm. like that. But that's a high number. It's a high number. You know, I mean, you mentioned before Watson's a culprit. Uh, He's got five this year. Mm-hmm. No, their turnover stuff in general is really high. They might lead the league in. They're very good at taking the ball away. Their defense numbers are tremendous in all facets. The Steelers are the best. The Steelers actually have the best turnover margin in the entire league. They are league. dead last. I thought they were last. 19, yeah. 19, giveaways 19 giveaways this season. To me, that might be the key of the game. So if you look at the teams that they're there with. Buffalo is second at 18 after last night's debacle. We saw what they're doing, right? Yeah. First play of the game. The Bears are at 18 as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Raiders at 18. And I think the the Browns have already had their bye, too. Right. So they've had one less game than some One fewer game, and they still lead the league. Lead it's over league. two per game. It's brutal. I mean, everyone remembers week two. Unfortunately, that was that Chubb game we were talking about. But they had the Steelers turned the ball over twice, which is uncharacteristic for them. Browns turned it over four. We're 0 for 2 on fourth downs and missed a kick. They turned over seven times in reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you want to wonder how you lose. You know, so it's massive. Yeah. You want to talk about how the Steelers can win this game? Well, they're number one in, ta- you know, taking the ball away or turnover differential. Right. And they're good in both regards. They yeah. take it away and they and protect they take, it. In their nine games, they have eight. That They're tied for the league lead. There are three te- or four teams tied for the league lead in, mm-hmm. in uh, takeaways the Bengals, the Saints, the Steelers, and Jaguars. The Saints have played one more game. Than I say they some did. of those have yeah. their body. Yeah, but Saints. the Steelers are also the one team out of that group that really, they and the Bengals, take the best care of the football. They're both plus ten. Yes, yes, yes. They they're up there for two reasons, not just one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Plus ten is. You want to talk? How it's hard how to do the Steel, How are the Steelers six and three right now? Plus ten. One hundred percent. So, I reference EPA a lot, and there's this chart that shows how much you benefit from giving the ball away and taking the ball away. The Steelers are in the far, far right corner, you know, like the upper right corner in terms of being the best in the league really at both, you know, and they've generated the most EPA from whatever term you want, but they're benefiting more from turnovers than anyone in the league. I got a little breaking news here, Matt. While you check that out, I want to one other thing. They're also phenomenal at taking the ball away in the red zone. You know, yeah, they're the lead the league in that too. Just if you narrow it down, what's the news? The news is the Steelers have officially placed Quan Alexander on the reserve injured list. Yeah, uh, they also released guard Joey Fisher and tight end Scotty Washington from the practice squad. Okay, well you don't need, well, you need extra, spaces. You yeah. don't need the extra tight end if you've got one coming back. And yeah, gonna, makes sense. I would assume our guy uh, goes back. Rodney Tom uh, Thompson. I Williams or Rod, yeah, Rodney yeah. Williams goes back to the and practice Fire squad. Comes in. Uh, Fryermuth comes back, so that's a good a good sign there. They didn't uh, sign anybody yet in terms of linebackers. You're talking about the linebackers, right? They didn't elevate anybody yet, but that's going to happen uh, here at some point. That they they could even wait all week long before they do that, especially if it's Walker. Yeah, I mean he's in practice, and you know you can get him ready either, either way. Interesting. So, so they now have a roster spot to play with. That's going to Fryermuth, you think? That's, that, well, not right away though, because all they they're going to on Wednesday they'll open up his twenty-one day window. Oh, okay. So that's it. he's not even going on today. So there's wait. So they took someone off the regular roster, right? right? Quan. Yes. Yes. So now they're and, and there's they an also, opening. They, they also didn't add anybody they also released Braden Fajoko yesterday. 
So they've really got two roster spots. Okay. But they cut two practice squad people. Yes. Hopefully, Fajoko ends up with one of those. Fajoko probably gets one of those, and then the other one goes to Williams. Well, okay. When he goes down, yeah. Fryer move takes Williams. But then you're also us. going to elevate linebackers. Walker, preferable, pre- presumably. Well, Walker will be one, but you pro- you might do two. Might do because you brought you brought um, mm-hmm. Tariq. Uh, yeah, the I can't think of his name now. I can't either. But he's I did a little bit of homework on him too. Safety turn linebacker, special teamer. Yeah, you know, I mean he was active for that game. Yes. And he played every every snap of special teams. Didn't see the defense. So I, I kind of, when I wrote the article, said I don't think that they're looking at him as the linebacker answer. You know, kind of what he that's what he was yeah. even last. You know, when he was with uh, he was a big three carpenter. Yeah. Yes, carpenter. Uh, he had nine tackles last year, I believe, for for Green Bay on their mm-hmm. on special teams. On special teams, he's so. a good special teamer. He's a real safety linebacker tweener. Because that's the other well. that's the other trickle down effect from this now. Mm-hmm. You start losing some of these other guys now. Other, you know, other players. So Mark Robinson probably doesn't play any special teams yeah, anymore. Yeah, what's his situation? Can't do I mean, it. He was at the top of the yeah. team with that. Yeah. So, so you need somebody to replace those snaps. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why he was active for the Packer game. Was hey, we need another core special teamer. You're good at it. Not yeah. not breaking glass in case of emergency. Yeah. So I, that would, that would be the I would expect um, Michael Walker to be elevated and mm-hmm. maybe Tariq uh, Carpenter to be elevated as well. That fills your two spots. That so makes not, sense. And help you on teams. Yeah, now you're back to four, having four inside linebackers again. So, do you think, you know, when you said that about Robinson on special teams, I wonder if Walker jumps Robinson. I don't think so right away. There might be, situ- it might be situational. Yeah, maybe they want a three to play. They probably, they, they maybe you rotate those guys, yeah. you know, in the short term. And maybe there's times when it's, you know, Landon Roberts isn't out there and you have, you have, Neil as well. Or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you, I think you're figuring that out as you go. I, I don't know that you want to land a Roberts out there at 29 years old all the time. No. Because you can't, you really can't afford to lose him at this point. Not that you play. You he know, just worries me in coverage. You too. don't want to live, live in your fears. Right. But he's a very physical player. He's a very physical player. But I don't want to say he's one dimensional, but I don't want him covering Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Thankfully, they're not on the schedule. <laughs> they got that one out of the way. But yeah, in the middle of the field, I don't think he covers the ground in reverse or left right that you want. You're going to be looking for that, whether that's Neil or one of these two. Well, I, th- I would think you want Neil up there a lot because, as we mentioned in the opening segment, uh, the Browns was what they did last week was a lot of dump offs to Njoku. Yes. Yeah. He has more yards after catch than every tight end in the league. It, it, either he's number one or he's two. Yeah. And you were talking about that off the air. Like, get it to him, and then he's getting eight after the catch. He's he, still good had, at it. he still had another big drop in that game. He's inconsistent. It was one, it was yeah. one along the sidelines where the ball, it was maybe the only ball to the sideline that Deshaun Watson threw well. It was on target, and he went bloop and dropped mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some inconsistencies there. That's a good point, though. I could see Neil and Njoku tying up together a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Whether it's a strong safety linebacker, we can call him whatever you want. Yeah. But the role so, would be that. But the uh, turnover thing is real with these Browns, and so are the sacks. If you look at Deshaun Watson's, um, and, and it's really him more than anything yeah, else. It's not a Browns problem it, as much as it's a Watson problem, yeah. It could, because if you look at the sack percentages on their, their quarterbacks, uh, or the rate, I should say, um, P.J. Walker's at 6.7%. Mm-hmm. So if he had a, if he drops back a, to pass 100 times, he'd, sack he'd be sacked 6.7 yeah, times. Right, right. 
Deshaun Watson's at 9.0. Mm-hmm. And he's always he's been like that at Clemson. I mean, yeah. he was like that his whole life. He's yeah. been sacked 17 times on 171 drop sacks. Yep. And I think part of it's because he's a playmaker, of course, and he'll hold the football. And I mentioned last segment, he's. I don't know if he feels the backside pressure. I also well. think that's part of it as well. I don't think Which he's. Which leads got to those a, fumbles. Yeah, leads to fumbles, and he hangs the ball out a little bit. And he's the longest of all the qualifying quarterbacks in time to throw. I don't think that's a good recipe this week. I mean, no, I think Highsmith against whoever they line up at left mm-hmm. tackle is going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue, right? And frankly, I thought the Steelers' pass rush was a little underwhelming, which makes me think. This week it'll come back stronger than ever. <laughs> you know, well, they they have a, they, there's a it. bit of a history there with some of these. Like T.J. Watt in 11 games against the Browns. The Browns. The Steel, first of all, the Steelers are nine one and one in his games when he plays. Okay. Secondly, he has 17 sacks in, <laughs> in those 11 games. I knew it was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's his most against anybody. All right, and it's like, way more than Garrett's versus Steelers. I mean, yeah, Garrett has kind seven. Of the opposite. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think the Steelers pass rush will be a very real thing, and hopefully that results in many more Browns turnovers because that's probably the biggest problem with the team right now. Yeah, I mean, that that's the one thing. They can't – the defense is, is good. It is. We've been saying that since the Steelers played them in week two. This was an elite defense. They are. They mm-hmm. just are. Um, but their problem is overcoming their own offense mm-hmm. because the offense turns – again, you have that – you, you forced – as many turnovers as they've forced, and you're still mi- – they're minus four as a team. Turnover-wise. Yeah. Yeah, and they're great at forcing them. Yeah. And they rush the passer well, and they force you to throw and all that stuff. Yeah, 100%. I mean, their their offense lacks efficiency, consistency, and it hurts itself a lot. You know, so uh, they don't make up for it with, well, at least they hit a lot of 80-yard bombs and things like that. Not really. You know, I mean, they're not a real big play offense. And they want to run the ball on clock, and they're pretty good at that. Yeah, of those uh, 15 fumbles that they've had, seven have been recovered by the other team. They've also thrown 12 interceptions as a team. Okay. Now, some of that's on, you know, the other slappy quarterbacks that they've thrown out there. Yeah, but Watson puts it in harm's way. He's thrown four of them. He's got a history of a lot of it. He's thrown – this is an unbelievable stat. Mm -hmm. Twice this season he has opened the game with an interception that was returned for a touchdown. Yeah, that's, that's really hard to do. Yeah, right. Like the first play of the game. He didn't even play every game this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he missed some time, too. That's a pretty good ratio. Well, maybe he'll do it five times this year at that rate. It's crazy. Yeah, that is hard to do. <laughs> so Keep an eye out on that first pass. Yeah, keep Jump watching. Jump that one. This is, these are, this is going off the script. <laughs> oh, right, right. No, that's crazy. But it was, uh, you know, the the one uh, this week, you know, the one that that happened against the Steelers. Okay, it was a tip pass, mm-hmm. behi- but it was yeah. thrown behind the tight it wasn't end. A good ball, right? It wasn't a good ball. This one last week was just a, a safety coming on a blitz and just jumped up and grabbed Swatted it. it down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a heck of a play by Hamilton too. Yeah. He's a very talented player, but it's pretty crazy that there's two already and we're. You know, he's only played what, like most, seven games in the on your first play of the game. First play of the game, like yeah. I guarantee you, last night, most quarterbacks don't do that in their career. Of course, of course. <laughs> and you would think you're extra cautious with the first one, or or maybe you're extra maybe revved you're up. Yeah, maybe you're extra revved up. I don't know. That's that's nuts, though. Yeah. So uh, maybe you can make it three. Get to him, pressure him. Um, even if you don't put him on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, you know, affect the throws. Their passing game is very Cooper centric. Yeah, and now really, Joku so. more and more. And they're trying to get Elijah more incorporated. They traded Peoples Jones. Cooper 
I did a lot of homework on him too, and he's a good player. But his numbers, his numbers are much better with Watson than they were with any other Browns quarterback. Which to me, Doesn't, Watson just yeah. feeds him. You know, Watson trusts him the most, feeds him the most. Then, as most people know, Cooper's numbers at home are much better than they are on the road. That you know, I'm, I don't put a lot of faith in that, except for. Historically, he hasn't liked playing in the cold, which is weird. Well, that's, I'm, 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 I think it might be a little messy this weekend. Is it? I guess that probably favors the Steelers, don't you think? I would think so, but I'm uh, just going to call it up here real quick while we're talking about mm-hmm. it. If my, a little you know, early now. If for... the internet will work here, but okay. there we go. Um, searching Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, it's a pass-funnel team, mm-hmm. largely those two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll they'll they will incorporate the backs a little bit here and there. A little there, bit, they're fine. But just, you know, again, I would I would want to force him to throw the ball mm-hmm. outside the numbers. The other thing they do a lot of is a, a sixth offensive lineman. You know, yeah. They yeah, do yeah. that an awful lot. And I would I don't know if they want to go that deep into the well now that they're down all their tackles or they even more willing to do it because their tackles need tons of help. Well, here you go, Matt. High of on Sunday. That's the wrong weekend. Uh-oh. That's this weekend. Okay, here, we want this weekend. A high of 47, a low of 38. So a little okay. chilly for, for Amari Cooper. Yeah. Doesn't like to play in that cold weather. I'm more worried about wind and precipitation uh, and things 13, like that. 13 mile an hour wind, which up there is... Kind of what it always is. Kind of yeah. what it always is. Mm-hmm. If you look here, it's every day it's a 13 mile an hour wind yeah. in yeah. Cleveland. Uh, 6% chance of rain, but partly cloudy. Um, okay. Yeah, so... I don't know who that favors. I mean, Steelers want to run the ball, and Browns want to run, the, run ball. the ball. Right? Yeah. Turnovers certainly are a Steeler thing. I always think about pass rush with sloppy conditions. I don't think you get off the ball nearly as well. But both these teams rush the passer really well. You know, yeah. they have high end pass rushers. So I don't know who that favors. I was look uh, kind of surprised at, at Cleveland's pass rush numbers. Um, they're not mind boggling. They're, they're not mind. They've no. they've only got two more sacks than what they've given up. It's mm. thirty to twenty-eight. Okay, and if you if you look at the breakdown on it, it's Miles Garrett with eleven, and, and then they have like eleven or twelve other dudes that have like half yeah. a sack or more. But Tomlinson has three. Yeah, he's second. Okoronkwo, I can never pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Okoronkwo has two and a half. Zadarius Smith has two and a half. Mm-hmm. And they got a bunch with like a half. Yeah, yeah. And Jordan Elliott has. So they're they're front. They're getting them out of their front, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's not it's not an overwhelming pass rush. No, I mean, but they'll send a lot of guys. They'll send a lot of guys. They play a lot of man. They play a lot of single high. Their secondaries come on pretty strong. Their linebackers are way healthier than last year. They look like a good group. So I don't think they feel the need to heat you up a lot. I think it's going to be a, a lower blitz rate team. Probably think they can get away with that here too. And the one thing I didn't realize about Garrett is, in terms of percentage of pass rush. You know, attempts. He has the most sacks, the highest percentage of getting home this year. So he's having a a heck of a year. He's a phenomenal player. But I kind of thought the guys around him would produce a little more. Yeah, I did too. It's not a bad group, but better than what he he has played with. If you look at his numbers, uh, twenty-eight tackles, eleven sacks, uh, nine tackles for a loss, twenty quarterback hits. They're almost identical to Watts. I say they're very similar to Watts. Yeah, Watts has ten and a half sacks. He has. 20 quarterback hits. So I thought he had at least 20. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so they're almost identical. I think Bosa's yeah. the only one that has more hits than those two. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think. Oh, they're very similar. Control him. 
And yes, the Browns will get there at times because they'll mm-hmm. send more than you can block. Mm-hmm. But no, don't let him blow, dominate the game. And they're the saying Steelers the same thing about TJ. Yeah. yeah, without question, they're equal players to me. I mean, they're they're both. The truly difference elite. is is that the Steelers have more. I think Highsmith's better than their two. Yeah, a healthy Cam is better than their interior guys that are more run stuffer types. Smith's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit different. I mean, he's not really. He's a little bit of everything. You know, kind yeah. of a jack of all trades. But protect the football, protect the quarterback, and uh, cause the turnovers. Cause the turnovers. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's where that's where the that's what worry me most about Brown stuff is. Yeah. Like, we turn the ball over a lot. Yeah. No. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it's it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot. And they missed a kick in that game. Mm, okay. They've uh, they've missed three field goals this year. And uh, <laughs> one of my point. notes, are, I always have a hard time coming with special teams notes, but you uh, maybe you're looking at it, but. Them versus their opponents in number of field goals attempted in oh, Browns crazy. game. It's a Twice huge as many. discrepancy. Like, I've never seen anything like it. So the Browns have attempted 27 field goals this year. Which is a lot. Their opponents have attempted 13. Yeah. And their opponents have only made eight, eight they've out of 13. Made eight of them, eight right. out of 13. They've only, made, they've only had eight field goals made against them all year. Like, they that's had, There insane. are more extra points. So they'll give up touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 20 extra points against them this year. They've only scored 15 touchdowns. Yeah. But they they don't give up field goals. And that that field goal thing jumped off the page. Me, I'm like, wow, is that different? And they missed five of them out of thirteen. The Which makes me want to look at their red zone numbers to see our teams just when they get down there they score red zone. Well, I think part of it because the Browns defense is really good. Well, twenty red zone trips they've given up thirteen touchdowns, so it's sixty five percent. I know they're not near the top of the, the league. Steelers the are forty percent. They're now. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're definitely better. So get down there and they turn the ball over a lot. Or the Steelers turn you over a lot or right. have a lot of pass defenses, things like that in the red zone. Absolutely. But that, was, that field goal thing's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Like, how's that happen? Uh, we're going to get to a break here. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive. You're on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation. Beloved Black and Gold. SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. And we are back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, fans, you can check out Yin's Chat's regular season challenge. This is Matt's favorite part of the day. Oh, I kill it with this. Each week, answer Steelers trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win a signed helmet, jersey, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. Log into the Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance at this week's prize, which is a mini helmet signed by Jalen Warren. Nice, nice. Boy, I did some Warren homework over the last 24 hours. His numbers are astronomical, and we'll probably talk about that throughout the week. He's playing really well. Really, really well. Yeah. yeah. So today's question All right. deals with running backs. Willie Parker... Or Cordell Stewart, who has the longest rush in a Steelers game against the Browns? That's a that's actually a really good two good picks there. Yeah, I bet most people know the answer to that one, and of course I don't. I mean, they're both speedsters, plenty of long runs. I'm sure there's a memorable one that I don't remember. <laughs> I'll go with Slash, but it's a total coin flip for me. I just flipped one in the air and it came up Slash. Yeah, your your coin flips are not so not good, good, huh? Yeah, yeah. not so good. <laughs> It's a mini helmet for Jalen Warren, mm-hmm. who's a diminutive guy. He is a mini-me. Yeah. He gets short in the hole. We were talking about that yesterday, yeah. But he's been doing really, really well. Yeoman's but, work. Yep. Yeah. And 
after the catch stuff, I mean, both phases, but breaking tackles, explosive rates, all the stuff I study, it's like, wow, he's at the top of the league. Yeah, uh, he's been really good this year, mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, they, they've started kind of gone to a, more of a split 50-50 type thing. But It's working out great, though. Harris, they're keeping Harris fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Harris is running more routes than he used to, too. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they're both just basically involved. what they've done is just kind of okay, you're, you're both just going to do the same kind of there's there's mm-hmm. no drop off when either comes in. And, well, the difference, the too, is they're they're not three out and left and right, right? You know, I mean, they there's more of a pie to split, and they're both feasting on it right now, and they're very, very different, but they both have some similarities, too. They're both really hard to tackle, they're both good in the passing game. Warren's great in the passing game. I think Harris is probably the better pass blocker. But they battle you, man. Uh, the running back position is the strength of this team. Yeah, if you look at what they've done here now, uh, you, you know, Harris is at 464 yards rushing. Uh, Jalen Warren's at 364. So a 100 mm-hmm. yard difference there between the two. Uh, and, and there's then, a distant third, is, I mean, they're, they're doing yeah. all the rushing. Yeah. Pickett's, Pickett's down at 37. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Pickett this week in particular because oh, yeah. the Browns will. Get up the field on you. Oh yeah, they're they're like race cars. Absolutely, this they just want to get a... boom. You know, get up the field as quickly as possible. When you see those openings, take it and get your five yards. Yeah, he needs to do more of that. We saw a nice glimpse of it with Green Bay, and remember how good he can do it. And you're right. I mean, their linebackers cover a lot of ground, but they will open lanes in the in the pass rush. Yeah, yeah, for him. Especially, to take uh, is, I mean, again, as good as Garrett is. He's got one thing on his mind. Oh yeah, and he's that's getting some, up the field. That's a Schwartz thing too. Yeah. Is a, you know deal with it on the way to the passer. Get up the field, be disruptive. Yeah, uh, they're they're very. And Lamar uh, Lamar did that against them last week. Now it's Lamar. I yeah, get that. of course. And uh, but he hurt them at times doing you know just taking mm-hmm. off and running because they, you overran Lamar. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see Kenny get twenty five yards. You know, rushing. Oh, it'd here. be pick, huge. Pick up three first downs in the process. Absolutely, like that. that would be that way. would be huge against this team against this defense. Mm-hmm. They play a lot of man. They're going to turn their back to you a lot. I mean, so it's a great defense. Defense for that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. The way they pass rush and their coverage, it adds up. Yeah. I'll be interested too, uh, as well, to see if Denzel Ward, what his injury status is moving forward. He left that mm-hmm. game against the uh, the Ravens with a neck issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Practice reports will be coming out here soon. You know, in the week, we'll be moving right along. Absolutely. But cool. uh, we're going to get to another break here. That's going to do it for our no- number one of the drive today. We'll be back with our number two right after this. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 